Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Magic Our Way Podcast. My name is Kevin. And my name is Danny. And this is show number 35. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Did you have a good Mardi Gras? Um, yeah, I didn't do anything. <laughs> that's, that's a good Mardi Gras in my yeah. book, you know? I mean, so I, you know, when I was younger, I used to enjoy going out and partying and doing the whole Mardi Gras thing. But, you know, I think since then, it's just, um, I, I don't mind going, but, you know, if, if I had a choice... Mm-hmm. I'd rather rest because <laughs> I guess I'm older with the job and stuff. I've gotten so busy. It's like, you know, lately I've been either vacationing or just wanting to stay home. You know, <laughs> uh, you know what I'll do is I'll go get my Popeyes because I got to have Popeyes on Mardi Gras day mm-hmm. and make sure I had a king cake, make sure I purchased that the day before because usually those places are closed. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll sit at home, watch the coverage on TV, kind of like I do with the Rose Parade, you know, stuff like that on New Year's and all that kind of stuff. And I enjoy it just fine like that. I mean, yeah, you know, my kids don't get to catch the stuff, but they're, I think they're a little little for me. You know, I'll, I'll wait till they're a little older where they can kind of, you know, defend themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not that it's a crazy mix-up, mash-up, bang-up, Mardi Gras thing, but, you know, it's a crowd. You know, it's a crowd. And similar, you know, not so, uh, what am I trying to say? N- not much different than what crowds you encounter in Disney World, you know, right. that kind of thing. So, I remember when I was a kid going to Disney World and seeing a parade for the first time and being like, this isn't a parade. Mm-hmm. Where's the beads? Where's the doubloons? Right. Why aren't they throwing anything? There's just people waving. This is not really a parade. And now I would so much rather watch one of those parades. Right. Because like what you're saying, I mean, when they're throwing things you got to be careful when you have little ones around because yeah. uh, bigger kids will jump into and knock into your little one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't want that to happen. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I'm, I'm every Mardi Gras except for this one um, because it was uh, this Mardi Gras. I don't know anybody who uh, is familiar with. Um, what, New Orleans Mardi Gras? Stuff, or? Well, it's a weather pattern. That, oh, that, right, that, right, that, right, that, right. That right, cold right. front that came in. Yeah. Mardi Gras was miserable. Was it here? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was miserable, cold, wet. It rained all day long. No kidding. Wow. Oh, yeah, you didn't know that? No, oh, man. Right. I was in you Cozumel. Were, you were in Cozumel. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice and hot and sunny and beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it was gorgeous. Keep I thought, it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, it was cold, rainy, and miserable, so we just we stayed in. Normally, every year, we, go, we, we pack a picnic, yeah. go to the park, yeah. and no one's there, and it's awesome, and you get to... Yeah, relax, chill out, and enjoy yourself. Oh, that's a good idea that, to do Mardi Gras. Yeah, I like that. Every year we do that, and huh. um, couldn't do it this year. We just stayed inside, and we were only like four blocks off the parade route. That is true. Yeah, you're not that far away. We could have just walked right up there and at least, you know, checked it out a little bit, but it it was just miserable. For those familiar, this is the Metairie Parade route he's talking about, not yes. the downtown New Orleans ones that up, runs uptown, but, you know, but in case you were knowledgeable of. We were watching New Orleans Parade routes on the TV, and yeah. no one was out there. It was so miserable. Really? Yeah. That's a shame, man. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. You know, going back to the whole parade thing, you know, when I first saw a Disney Parade, I was kind of freaked, not really freaked out, but New Orleans Parades were the only ones, the Mardi Gras Parades were the only ones I knew of, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, you know, they throw you stuff. You get your Dublins, you get your beads, your stuff like that, little trinkets, spears, when they used to throw spears, which mm-hmm. they don't anymore. And then I went to Disney Coconuts. and I saw the parade, you know, you know, I'd put my hands up, but nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? I don't, I don't really get it. And I think that's why I, ha- I don't really watch parades as much. Mm-hmm. You know, not because I'm expecting something to throw it. I just, because when I, since I was little, it's just like, oh, this is 
who? <laughs> They're not throwing anything. So I never really had an interest. You know, I like doing it now when mm-hmm. I think about it. But it's, you know, or some people, they may go out their way to go see the parades and stuff. You know, sometimes I just, if I'm not around it, if I'm doing something else, I'm not going to go out my way to go get it. You yeah. Know? Um, now, like, like, I've grown to really want to go see the Main Street Electrical Parade, but, you know, that's a whole completely different thing. But I've it, seen it a couple of times, and it, it's it's a nice parade. But yeah, generally that's the time where you're like parades running cool. Hit as many rides as you can. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely. You know that's the smartest thing you do. And if there's a two parade night, of course every veteran knows mm-hmm. you go to the second parade because it's less crowded. And then you in the first parade you get a chance to ride all the rides, you know, mm-hmm. as much as you want. So uh, there's just a little trick. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, man. Like I told, uh, I was mentioning before, I was on I was on a cruise for Mardi Gras week, mm-hmm. which I, I knew you knew. And I'm actually going to talk about my experiences about on that particular cruise um, later on in the show. So I guess we can jump right into the queue and start talking about a couple things. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So when you first started the before we started the show, you had showed me. Uh, a little, I guess, a, a disc cover of sorts that oh. belongs to an Xbox game. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the Connect Disneyland Adventures game. Yeah, this is for the Xbox 360. Yes. It's got the, the motion sensor thing. It's, the, mm-hmm. it's a little video game. And you asked me if I had it, and I said, yeah. And then I responded, it's kind of a, a you know, pain in the butt to uh, n- navigate through sometimes. You yeah. Know, the way you have to hold your hand and everything else, and the way the Connect sensor uh, and stuff kind of read you, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you're, but you did, and you did mention that it is a great little substitute when you need some kind of fix, you know, like it, when you're away from the parks. Exactly. It doesn't do much for you in terms of the rides. The rides, it, they're little games. Yeah, they're yeah. little like games that basically involve you leaning one way or or another and. Pretend firing at hippos and so it, the the games themselves like when you go in the attraction like okay cool I'll see some haunted mansion stuff no you're just falling through the haunted mansion and some right weird, right and you got to lean up and down it's it's aggravating to do that but just for running around and taking I mean this is a perfect recreation of Disneyland it it look it really does look great you I know mean, I do have to admit that but I mean it's like every down to every trash can and and table every parasol yeah everything yeah. is accounted for there and the exact same yeah I'm, I'm sure it's it's a lot longer to get through a disney uh, getting through disneyland right but i right. mean th- in in this in this simulation like you can run around and really check in take in the sights of being at disneyland yeah in, absolutely in and Anaheim. you even see face ca- yeah, face characters you get to see the characters you know you see mickey and yeah. stuff and everything walking around and they have all of them in here i mean and, and all of them talk to you with the actual voices of uh, you'll talk to Alice in Wonderland, you'll talk right. to Mad Hatter, you'll talk to Pinocchio, you'll talk to Peter Pan, Captain Hook, uh, Aladdin. I mean, it's, you name it, you talk to them, yeah, and you interact with them, and they give you quests. And basically, what I was telling Kevin, we got this game for my daughter. And uh, did you just get that game? No, we've had it for a while. Like I tried to play it with her when she was a little bit younger, and it just she liked to watch. And it was good then, but now she's older. She wants to participate. Yeah. So I just hooked it up again. I'm like, okay, well, I think she's old enough now where she can participate and probably do it well. But once you get it on there, I mean, it's like it's so hard to control, and she's only three, so yeah. she's waving, and the thing's not recognizing her. Right, and right. She's getting mad, and she's looking at me and starting to cry. And I'm like, well, step aside, let me come in there. But when you go in there, then it recognizes you as being bigger. So now it's switched. Now you're, you're a guest, and now that you got two players going at once. I know that that gets crazy. That, mm-hmm. The gameplay itself is kind of you know nutty. It is. I would almost have uh, liked 
uh, three six uh, Xbox three sixty version of the old Walt Disney World Explorer computer games. You yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that would have been cool just to be able to walk through the park. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, you can navigate using the same interface like you do in this particular game. But when you go to the rides, be able to actually ride the rides. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I don't know how much you know uh, information it would take on the disc, but you probably couldn't have every ride on there. But you could probably have like the major ones, you know, mm-hmm. like the Pirates, you know, maybe Jungle Cruise, maybe a couple of the mountains, you know, Small World, something like that. I, I wouldn't expect them to be able to fit everything. Now, if they could, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think that'd be neat just to have like a little simulated ride through of an attraction or something you know yeah at least like in the little abbreviated version of right it. i mean you don't have to do the whole thing Mm-mm. um but yeah that's like i said that that's my one complaint about this is actually when when yeah you know, when they tell you to go on an, uh, an attraction it's it's really a letdown because yeah, my daughter will be like yeah. daddy go go small world go small world and then you got to get on there and fake dance with the small world dolls and I, yeah, I've never played that one. I yeah. played I played the uh, the Peter Pan one where you got to fly. I don't know. You got you're you're, like, you're with Peter and you're flying through the sky or something mm-hmm. like that, collecting things, this, that, and the other. And then just to embarrass you, they take your picture without you knowing it with your connect sensor. Oh, those are fun. I yes. like that. They, they're <laughs> like, okay, now you need to dance. And then when you finish dancing and, and, and doing and, and and completing the game, and they're like, okay, have fun, see you later. And they do the load screen. And they show you pictures of yourself. And some goofy pose or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was always fun. <laughs> you know, in true Disney fashion, though, they should have just showed you one picture, and it should have had like a frame, like you rode Small World. Do you wish to buy this for twenty dollars? Right. <laughs> <laughs> now that would have been funny. Yeah. You know, exit into a gift shop or something. Use your coins that you do pick up in the park to buy stuff. Yeah. You know, that would have been actually pretty cool. But anyway, yeah, that's the Dixieland Xbox 360 game, which I forgot when that came out. But I remember some of the other podcasts were talking about it, and I went and bought it. Just because I I try to collect a lot of Disney video games. Like, what was it? Nintendo had a Disneyland Adventures game or something like that? Mm -hmm. Maybe not that, but uh, something else. Uh, And you had, uh, it was like, Big Thunder was this weird train game where you had to guide the train down different tracks. And if you didn't go down the right track, you ended up like at a dead end. Instead of the finish line, you had to start all over. Uh, if you went on Space Mountain, it was like some kind of asteroids-looking thing where you had to shoot down little uh, space aliens and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it was for um, PS2. I can't remember if it was for that. or I, I'm No, no, no. I think it was for the NES, the Nintendo system. Do you know what I'm talking about? You, I don't remember that really? one. What I remember is, and by the way, this came out in 2011. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I don't remember that one because I never had Nintendo. I had like a, a Sega. I oh, all right. Say. All right. Yeah. And um, I also had, I want to say it was like a place. It was either a Sega or a PlayStation. Yeah. I can't remember. But there was this game. It had to be a PlayStation. There was this game and it was it was like Disneyland, Disney World Magical Racers. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, you? that does ring a bell. Yeah. That was, you talk about doing the ride through. That was a faithful recreation of the entire ride through of of most of the main attractions over there but it was a racing game right yeah done as a mario kart racing game so but if you what if you decided well i don't care if i win the race and you just went through it at a normal pace you rode through the graveyard scene that the haunted mansion you rode through the attic yeah you even fell out of the attic yeah if i remember correctly you got to see the entire attraction recreated Mm mm-hmm and one of my favorite, I mean, and I know we're getting on a. a oh, that's okay. That we probably could have had this as, as as a discussion segment and did a little research that way. I remember the exact names of these games when they came out. And yeah, everything. right. But the Haunted Mansion uh, game that they came out with. Yeah. And I think it was for GameCube. Yeah, GameCube. Uh, yeah, it was GameCube, and huh. it, it, you know you can still play it on the Wii. Right. 
But they came out with it at the exact same time that they came out with that terrible Eddie Murphy movie about oh, the, the haunted, haunted mansion. mansion. Yeah. yeah. That video game is one of the best video games really? Disney has ever done because it is a faithful. It, if they would have done that story, that would have been a better movie because basically you become the caretaker of the mansion and there's a right. mystery in the mansion as these evil spirits are taking it over. Right. And you go to each room in the mansion and you meet the inhabitants of the mansion, which is, you know, like you'll meet the, uh, you know, the, the, the band. Yeah. You meet the, uh, the, oh, cool. the, 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 the duelists. Right. You know, and you collect these, what they call soul gems and stuff. But it is a great recreation. This is for the GameCube? It's for the GameCube. Ah. And like I said, it, it, I think we have a Wii someplace. I could plug it in and show it to you, and you would be amazed. At, I mean, the, the stretching room is in there. From Oh, we're going to have to do a whole show on uh, Disney video games. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You I know, mean, try to do like a little history play. Because there, is, there isn't that many. I know no. that. And I have some. And, and there isn't that some. many good ones. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, you can. I mean, the only computer ones that uh, that are really good that I can remember are. I mean, granted, most of the ones that are for consoles are also for computers. But like the Disney World Explorer things, not really a game, but I guess it's kind of sort of a game because mm-hmm. you have to you used to have to go find the hidden Mickey stuff yeah. and find those different kinds of things. But that you was learned a, a lot. lot of fun. That was really neat. I still have it, and I think I even bought the 2.0 version if I can find it. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe in a future show, and we got some time to do a little more research, we'll have to do a video game show because I think it actually be kind of interesting. Yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. it'd be cool to pull them out and at least play them again. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the problem is you got to go find the systems to play them on that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. I think I have a NAS that still works. I mean, you still got to blow into the cartridge and everything, but I still, <laughs> I still think I can get that thing to work, you know? Um, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to research that. We'll, have to, we'll, we'll come up with that. Maybe uh, you'll look for that on a future show. Uh, so, okay, number one, magicrway.gmail.com. If you have experiences with any of these video games, man, shoot us an email. We want to hear it. Um, or if you have any video games that we may not have mentioned just in that little conversation, you know, let us know. Yeah, please do, because I, I want to check out and see if there's anything that I, there's a bunch of them from my youth. Right. That I, there was a point there where I didn't, my, my parents were cheap and they would not buy me a gaming system. So I'm sure I missed out on a couple Yeah. that yeah. I, I'm sure are available for download somewhere and you can play it on your, on your laptop. Yeah, some kind of emulator now that the young kids use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so anyway... All right, not much in the way of news. Uh, Kevin and I kind of threw this together at the last minute because we didn't know we were going to be able to record today. But we did want to discuss the fact that Frozen won the Academy Award for Best Motion, motion Animated Motion Picture, I should say. Um, and I'll be honest, I just found out about this today when you told me uh, because I was like, I was on a cruise. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't really get a chance to catch the Oscars. Keep rubbing that in. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I didn't get a chance to uh, to. to I wasn't really in touch with the rest of the world <laughs> at that moment in time, to be honest. But yay, they won. Yeah. All right, good for them. And I think Let It Go won for the best song. Yeah, is that where uh, Dina Menzel's name got messed up by Travolta? Yeah, Travolta. Travolta, Travoltaized or whatever yeah, he, they're calling it. He Travoltaized the, her yeah. name. Adina, I can't remember what she called it. Like um, something, uh, Adima. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, you can find it on YouTube or whatever. Or I, I didn't even know he messed up the name. I didn't know what Adele. Her name. <laughs> he called her Adele. That's what. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah, Adele something <laughs> or other. I can't remember the name. But anyway, I know there's a a, a computer thing you can lo- you just you just Google uh, uh, John Travolta is your name or something, and you can figure out your name. <laughs> like mine was like, um, uh, K Caden Edbrards. <laughs> I went ahead and did it. Now I was just like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> so they don't even give him credit for being able to pronounce Kevin. <laughs> no, 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 none. None whatsoever. That was a hard name to pronounce. I mean, I know Travolta might not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but mm-hmm. that, was, that wasn't the easiest name to, to pronounce. No, that's true. That was a little, uh, you know. I, uh, but it's like, how do you get Adele from uh, Adina? 
Well, that's that's true. You know, I mean, I could see somebody mistaking like the pasta farfalle with like uh, um, falafel. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of similar. But you know, Idina for uh, like uh, uh, Idina becomes Adele. That, that's kind of wild. Mm. He must have needed his glasses or something. <laughs> anyway, I interrupted your story with a Charles Travolta moment. So go ahead. <laughs> So, yeah, so Frozen winning the Academy Award had us talking about uh, the rebirth of uh, Disney animated features. Yep. Um, because, you know, for a while now, we've, there was Pixar and Walt Disney, and Pixar was the gold standard. Yep. And um, now, granted, John Lasseter <laughs> runs the show at, at, at for both, both things, yeah, though, right? Yeah. So it's kind of hard to say that one has surpassed the other. But in terms of, uh, in terms of quality, I kind of think that Walt Disney animation has done the better job over the last couple of years than what than what Pixar was. Pixar, to me, has kind of fallen off a little bit as they've... Quality as far as, like, what do you mean? The story or just... Quality in the sense that Pixar is, is instead of creating new characters, they're just revisiting their old stuff. Monsters mm-hmm. University, Cars 2, right. uh, Toy Story 3. They're going to do Finding Dory coming up very All soon. Right, I right. mean... The la- I mean, they did Brave, and Brave, I know a lot of people like Brave. I, Brave didn't impress me all that much. Yeah, I did like Brave, yeah. 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 But, I mean, you know, like, if you put, like, I, I went back and I took the last five films from both of them. Okay. Okay. What you got? So, in 2009, Pixar released Up, which is a very good movie. Yep. Walt Disney uh, Animation, they did Princess and the Frog. I like that movie. Which one would you prefer? I'd probably actually I like both, but I prefer Princess and the Frog. Right, it's got that. New and I'm a little, connection. yeah, I'm a little biased because yeah. of the whole New Orleans thing. So I mean, I I think Up is probably the better movie. Oh but yeah, I I kind of lean Up's toward a Prin- great story. Yeah, I kind of I I think Princess and the Frog had better characters. I mean, if you look, Tiana's still in the park. Princess yeah. Dean's still in the park. You don't really see Russell and um. Yeah, well, it's got only an Animal Kingdom. That's about it. Yeah, but, you know, that's the only time you really see him. Uh, but then, okay, then the following year, it was Toy Story 3 and Tangled. Again, both both enjoyable 3. movies. Both great movies. But Toy Story, I mean, you're, you're reintroducing characters. They, they introduced new characters in Toy Story. That was a darn good story, though. It was. That was a very good story. You, you'd pick Tangled over that one, you think? If you had to choose? I'm, I'm, I might. I might pick Tangled. I mean, I'd have to... I like Tangled, too. That was a very good story as well. That'd be kind of hard. I don't know. That's hard for me to pick. I, I, I kind of... I'd lean towards Tangled a bit because Toy Story, I mean, it was... See, on the one hand, you got a princess that beats up people with a frying pan. I uh-huh. mean, come on. That's, that's pretty unique. <laughs> you know, and she can hold her own in a rough bar. You know, a, a different than... What was that? That cop dude, uh, the Blue Oyster Bar in Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> he was scared to go in there, but no, uh, you know, I bet you you throw ta- uh, what's, uh, Rapunzel in there, and she'd be just fine. <laughs> oh yeah, I think she would. Yeah, she she would hang better. I can't remember the, that 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 slays me now. What's the name of that uh, that cop? But anyway, it, Tackleberry. No, no, it was, it was the uh, the guy that was always against going against Mahoney. Oh, oh well, God, there was a there was two of them. One was Mauser. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he showed up like in the second and the right. third one, and then it, and then in the first one, I think he came in the fourth one. Yeah, was Lieutenant Harris. Yeah, who's Lieutenant Harris is the G. one. G. W. Was, yeah. Bailey, who, who, yeah, I don't know if he lives here, but I believe he does live in New Orleans. He was oh a, no, kidding! He was the King of Bacchus uh, the year before House. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I, not because he was a huge celebrity, because they were trying to get somebody, and at the last minute it fell through. Right. And they they gave it to him because he's been such a friend of the organization. I mean, I've seen him out a couple of times. I don't think I've seen him out. Boy, I'd oh, love yeah. to say, hey, yeah. <laughs> it's killer. But anyway, well, I digress again. <laughs> <laughs> so Tangled versus um, Toy Story 3. 
Oh, that's tough, man. Yeah. I, re- I really do like Toy Story characters, I, I but do I do too, like I Tangled. Think I look at Toy Story 3 as like, I, it, it, to me, it was a little bit of a letdown. I thought it was a great story, but I, it kind of felt like, you know, it was such a, it was, and then of course it's Disney, so you got to do the happy ending thing, but the whole idea that, you know. But it was slick how they did that, though. Well, we're, you know, we're handing you over to another person. Right, right. Yeah, as opposed to, okay, y'all get thrown away or right. put in the attic. I mean, what they did was a little unrealistic, but. Yeah. Well, it could happen. Who knows? It could. You know. But Tangled, on the other hand, I mean, that, well, that's a little unrealistic as well, but <laughs> it, it, introduced a new, it introduced new characters. Yeah, and it did. It, I, I liked it. I, I, I enjoyed it. And my, my little girl, if you had to sit her down, she's going to watch Tangled right. over Toy Story 3. Right, right. Um, um, both darn good stories. That's that's a tough one to pick. I mean, yeah. Toy Story is Pixar's flagship. If mm-hmm. I had to pick one, you know, out of their whole brand, that's like their flagship uh, uh, franchise, so to speak. And yeah, that's, that's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know which one I'd pick <laughs> at all. Well, so what else you got? What, what else came out? Twenty eleven was a was a rough year for uh, Disney animated films or yeah. Disney Pixar animated films because that was the release of Cars two, okay, and Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I haven't seen Winnie the Pooh. I haven't so, seen Winnie the Pooh either. But I did see Cars 2, and it was fluff. I mean, it wasn't, yeah, I didn't, it, it yeah. wasn't terrible, but I mean, it's like, okay, that was that to me marked, okay, that that's kind of a, a little bit of a downturn for me as far as Pixar was concerned. Yeah, so, I, yeah I, I didn't like Cars 2 as much. I, I don't have to watch Winnie the Pooh. I would too, but I mean, I, I'd kind of call that a wash. I mean, just... Yeah. Having not seen Winnie the Pooh, I just I'm not a push. I'm, I'm not looking to see it. Yeah, <laughs> push in gambling terms, I guess. I don't know. So then, uh, 2012 got you Brave and Wreck It Ralph. Oh, I like Brave, but I prefer Wreck It Ralph. Yes, I, I, I liked Wreck It Ralph. To me, it, it's hands down. I don't even think it's a question. I I, I think Wreck It Ralph. I mean, is you're a phenomenally better film. I'm sure you're the same, but I'm like a guy of the '80s that grew up in arcades. Mm-hmm. That knew to put the quarter up, so you knew it was your turn. Yep. You know, so you got a turn to play into the game. Uh, that just took me back to days gone by. You know, that my kids will never understand or know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, that's I love record. That was just awesome. You know, I, I'd like for them to continue that. I don't know how. All right, so yeah, I'd lean towards Wreck-It Ralph heavily. So um, then the following year, 2013, Monsters University and Frozen. Mm, yeah, I like Frozen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's tough. I liked Monsters University. I liked Monsters University too. I did enjoy that movie. My kids was, like both. I think it was a little harder on Frozen than, than what I was in, on Monsters University. But yeah. having I've had having to watch Frozen uh, since then and watching Monsters University since yeah. then, I like both. But I do think Frozen's probably the better story. And once again, they're introducing new characters right, into the right. Disney universe, whereas you know Monsters University is more of a retread. No, I don't. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like as far as flow of story. I like Monsters University better, I think. Because I remember watching Frozen, there was, uh, thinking there's a couple of things in there that didn't really need to be. Mm-hmm. Like the whole um, um, uh, the, the whole rock song, like when the trolls are singing. Yeah. Uh, Fixer Upper, that mm-hmm. whole thing. I was like, okay. You know, I don't, I don't know. That kind of interrupted the flow for me. It's a great song, great number, everything else. Yeah, you know, it kind of makes him realize. I don't know if it makes him realize, but that, that the two should be together more so than him, her and that other dude. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I, I didn't know, you know, it didn't really move the story along forward to me. Like, you know, when most people, uh, uh, I like always listen to Kevin Smith podcast and he always talks about when he edits stuff, you know, he usually stuff that he likes usually has to get cut because, you know, it just didn't move the story along, mm-hmm. you know, like that. So I remember thinking things like that. And also to having done wicked twice in my life, um, for both about month long runs, 
you know, I see a lot of almost a lot of similarities as far as story with the two uh, two female heroine things, you mm-hmm. know, in there. So there's a lot of it's like, you know, watching it, you know, it just made me think about, you know, it's oh, it's it's kind of like the, uh, the that formula of mm-hmm. Wicked, you know, where you have the, the dueling um, heroines, you know, both yeah. uh, going do it going up against each other. One uh, has some good in her, but actually, you know, one of the characters has some good in it, but you know, has some. Uh, what perceived to be evil tendencies, and the other one's just a, a, a good-natured person uh, to begin with, you know. So that that and kind of it's like, all right, they they went they dipped into that well. Mm-hmm. So it's almost kind of like uh, that's not really a rehashed story, but you know, it's the same, a very similar formula as to some another franchise that's really um, successful. I mean, Wicked's pretty big on Broadway now. So I mean, yeah, I like them both. The music in Frozen. I thought was awesome. You know, I thought it was great, a very high quality. I I almost think like they wrote that that movie to be Broadway set. Mm-hmm. You know, because I could see myself in a pit playing those songs. It feels like the songs remind me of Broadway tunes, like in, in the style that I would, you know, the stuff that I would play in the pits and stuff. So I was just thinking, it's like, oh, I could totally see this on stage right now. You know, as it is without any extra songs or anything else. Um, Monsters University, I got to admit, you know, that music was just as good too. You know, very good job with it. Um, music, uh, music wise, yeah. I mean, they had like the, the whole marching band, the whole university kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that they had going back. They actually used one of uh, like drum bugle corps, uh, the Blue Devils out out of Concord, California. And I watch a lot of drum corps and hmm. stuff. Me being a music person, they actually use uh, a lot of those musicians for a lot of the drums, especially. You know, the Blue Devils are known for having one of the best drum lines around in the country, and so they were on their recording. So as far as quality goes, their music was just as good. You know, so I mean, it wasn't as in the forefront. I guess as Frozen, you mm-hmm. know, it was more or less like a background thing, but it definitely did set the mood of like a, you know university atmosphere, college campus kind of a thing. It was you weird know? to see with with uh, with Frozen them bringing back the musical, and it's funny that you were talking about that correlation between that and Wicked because I really didn't think about it, but I guess like that that song uh, which uh, the Let, Let It Go, go yeah, it's yeah. very similar to the uh, Defying Gravity, yeah, Defying yeah. Gravity because yeah. uh, it, it's basically a statement song, yeah, yeah, um, that defines the character at that point. Um, but you know what I kind of find funny is that both of these movies, uh, Monsters University and Frozen, both delivered. So if you're all listening and you hear a chainsaw in the background, there's somebody actually cutting a tree, I guess, at night. <laughs> Saturday night, it's not Leatherface coming uh, to get us or at anything else. At least we else. hope yeah. it's. Yeah, we'll just stay in the studio for now and yeah. continue with our show and see what happens. You know, so, not but opening anyway. the door for anybody. Nope, 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 nope. But anyway, but what I find funny is that the the lack of uh, of I don't want to say a Disney message. What's the better way to say this? What I find it funny about Monsters University and Frozen is that both of them have a message that is very anti what is drilled in your head from watching Disney movies over and over and over and over and over again. And that's like in Monsters University, the message is like Mike Wazowski, all he ever wanted to be was a scarer. Yeah. And you know, most Disney feel good films is like, if you want it hard enough, you try hard enough, you can achieve your greatest dream. And that the message of that movie of that movie was, yeah, no, sometimes you just have to settle for what you are. Yeah. Like that was the thing. Mike didn't achieve his dream. Mike, fell way short of, of his dream. Yeah, he did, but he still got into the, the, uh, the other side of the coin, though. He, he did get into the Monsters, Inc. Right. You know? the, but he wasn't a scare, so to speak. Ex- I guess he was like the brains behind Sully's brawn. Right. I mean, you know? he, he found a way to work in the field, yeah. and that's good. So I, mean, I guess in a way that story is like, you know, you still have to work hard 
I mean, you don't get that till like the very end mm-hmm. when you see all that. He still worked hard to get to where he was, but at the same time, you know. But that's a very yeah. anti-Disney message. Right. I mean, right. You just don't see that often. And generally, it's work hard, try hard, and if you do your best and you put your greatest foot forward, you're going to achieve right. wonderful things. And the same thing with Frozen, with that whole, basically mocking the idea of true love at first sight. Right, right. <laughs> where Anna... Falls in love with, uh, with I, you know that dude's a forgettable character for me. I can never remember his, that prince, the the guy with you know he's he's a long, youngest of I don't know how many ten million princes, yeah, in the kingdom twelve or something like that. It was like eight brothers or something. Yeah, like that. he's got a bunch of siblings or something like that. It really was one. I mean, it really almost was a film without a villain. I mean, they really kind yeah. of had to bring him in out of nowhere. Um, yeah, see, that was another thing about that movie. I mean, I like the movie, but it's like all, all of a sudden it's like the switch is clicked and all of a sudden he's the villain. And yeah. You just didn't know you're it. like, what? It's, like, it's a little abrupt. <laughs> my wife knew what was going to happen in it because like she had had like, um, I think my niece had, had, was telling her about the movie because oh, she really? just loved it when she saw it. And so Anna remembered what happened. She's watching the movie and, and she's like, really? He turns into a bad guy? Because like, there was nothing. Right. No like little dropping of a hint here or no. there that would have ever made his big motivation to make that switch. And I think we covered it. So I, don't, I need to stop talking about it, but I think we covered it in the, in the previous yeah, in podcast. The previous, yeah. But his big, big motivation for making the switch was that throwaway line about having eight brothers and he finally gets a place of yeah. his own. Yeah, he finally gets a place of his own kind of thing. Yeah, that little character-defining moment, like, oh, so that's who that's that's a little bit of who he is. That was his main motivation for being the right. the bad guy of the movie. But right. I digress. So yeah, you know, if you look at that at, at that lineup, the five that we named from Pixar, the five that right. we named from all Disney animation. You know, I didn't keep account. Did it was uh, it was my total as far as like what I would pick. So it was like up Toy Story three, Cars two, Brave, and Monsters University. Yeah, and then. Princess and the Frog, Tangled, Winnie the Pooh, Wreck-It Ralph, and Frozen. Oh, gosh. It, it, it's kind of what and what. It's right up there. I, you, cause what was it? Yeah, I don't think we did we ever say it. Did you say uh, whether or not you, you were thinking uh, of Disney animation kind of going ahead of Pixar animation as far well, as... I don't want to say that because, like I said, John Lasseter runs both. Right. So, I mean, you know, Pixar's greatest asset became... Um, Disney's. I mean, I think you can almost make the argument that maybe what Pixar did is like, hey, listen, we got this little studio over here. We need a whip in the shape. Right. So let's let's you know, <laughs> let's start cranking out stories based upon characters that we've already introduced. Let's start you know setting up sequels. And this will this organization th- this will be the uh, the testing ground. Right. Right. You know, Disney will be the the new princessy fairy tale. This will be our our, our our princess fairy tale division. Right. And what we do over at Pixar, we're just we're going to tread water for a little while. We're Introduce the characters and maybe go a little bit more um, off the reservation. So I think to speak. I think you're going to see them start going artsy, whereas all the princessy yeah. fairy tale stuff is going to go to Walt Disney Animation, and all the more flighty, risky stuff is going to stay is, is going to go to Pixar. I could see that. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, wouldn't mind that. Right now, they have to get out over their sequelitis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it could almost be like Disney Pictures versus like Touchstone. I mean, mm-hmm. Touchstone was. Uh, um, a Disney is a Disney franchise, but it was like their brand for like more adult centered movies kind of things, you know, mm-hmm. same thing with Hollywood pictures, Hollywood pictures was a Disney franchise and they could really get, uh, away from the Disney norm, you know? So you had Disney touchstone, Hollywood pictures. This could almost be the same kind of thing. You have Disney animated, then you have Pixar, which can be a little more, you know, they could take risks with Pixar and stuff mm-hmm. and, 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 They'd probably do a really good job of it, you know, as far as, and you've really seen it, you know, Up. <laughs> you know, Up was a heck of a, I mean, come on. I mean, it's like, I would have never seen that coming. 
uh, when all the one word movie names just you know freaked me out a little bit. And then most of that was Pixar things, you know. Mm-hmm. Most of the most of the uh, those one word movies were Pixar movies, except for like Tangled and and. But mine, is there any other ones? That Disney Tang- animated? But that just one word? Yeah, as of recent, yeah. Tangled Frozen. Being only, yeah. Oh yeah, Frozen. Yeah, <laughs> Tangled and Frozen now. Um, but pick, I guess Pixar has been doing a lot of those. But I forgot my point. But I mean, if you had posed a question of whether or not they're going, uh, if if Disney Animation is getting ahead of Pixar, I probably would say they're almost kind of neck and neck now. Yeah, I, I think. They, or either that, or Disney Animation's ca- like coming around. They're coming around the bend, and Disney Animation's taking the inside track, and it's like right on the tail of Pixar. Let me ask you this: of of all the now, I realize. <laughs> Recognition-wise, Frozen is, is already the the most recognized. I mean, it, it won the Academy Award for Best Motion Picture. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and it's got best, a soundtrack that just blows people out the water. Yeah, I keep I keep having to check myself. It's best, uh, you know, animated animated film. Yeah, like I don't know if if Up or Toy Story three won. Do you remember? I I can't remember. They won some. Uh, I know Toy Story three. I think I believe won something. Actually, I could be wrong. I don't remember now. Yeah, so Frozen won for Best Academy Award recently. Yeah. Up won an Academy Award. Toy Story 3 won the Academy Award. Brave won the Academy Award. Brave won the Academy Award, yeah. But if you had... if you had, That's that's more Academy Award winners in, in, in Pixar right. than, than what you see for Walt Disney. But if I had to pick uh, the, uh, these 10, the best movie on here, to me, hands down, is Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph? Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, I would say that. Over Up, Princess and the Frog, Toy Story 3, Tangled, Cars 2. I'd take it over Frozen 2, yeah. to be honest. I think the, the storyline's a little more... It's smoother than that one, mm-hmm. than Frozen's one. I mean, I like Frozen, but I mean, it, it, uh, Wreck-It Ralph just had it had it all. It yeah. was great. Start to finish. I mean, that was one of the best... I mean, as soon as I saw it the first time, it was like, you know, I, I had to go out and own that movie. I'd love to see more Wreck-It Ralph in the parks, you know? I wouldn't mind. I would like too. A, not necessarily a face character, maybe like a... Walk around character, maybe a face character of uh, uh, Fix It Felix. But they they take so long to do this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'd love to have an arcade. <laughs> I mean, why not have like a Flynn's arcade for Tron, and then on the other side you have a, a Wreck It Ralph style arcade. I mean, it could almost be one and the same. I mean, none of these are attractions in the park. I mean, well, Winnie the Pooh and Cars too. Winnie those the Pooh, are attractions, yeah. those are but yeah. those those came along. Before the movie, like right. Cars Land was in the works before Cars Two came right, out. Right, right. Winnie what the Pooh's been there for yeah. a while now. Well before that came out, yep. uh, there's no. And, the, and Winnie the Pooh came out with uh, previous Winnie the Pooh movies too. Mm. For Brave yeah. coming out in 2012, I mean, there should be a, a, an attraction. Tangled. The only thing Brave's got, I guess, is that meet and greet with Merida. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Tangled. Tangled doesn't I mean, really. Ha- it has the bathrooms <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and the charging stations. Yeah. Which I still think, man, they should have Rapunzel's hair come down. Mm-hmm. You plug in your phone, it lights up, and then it's charged. Yeah. They got to come up with that technology because I think that would just be awesome. I bet you if they did that, they would have lines at the wazoo waiting to charge their phones. <laughs> you know, just because number one, the technology would be like, you know, you charge your phone in like five minutes. <laughs> and number two, you know, you see the glowing light of Rapunzel's hair come down, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You know, you'd have some kid pulling on the hair. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to have a cast member <laughs> assisting with that, and, you know. Uh, maybe they can work in like a fail-safe safety thing where somebody does pull in the hair, it just kind of breaks away, and that's it. And they just replug it in, and it's good to go, <laughs> you know? Um, see, I got that all figured out. You know, they just got to use it. I mean, they can use it. Disney, y'all can just take that idea because um, I guarantee you, you'll have you'll have major congestion, and you'll have to redo that one after you finish redoing the hub. 
<laughs> I, I want to see them take your other idea about Wreck-It Ralph and put it in the park. The uh, the Candy Crush. Oh yeah, yeah. Candy Crush would be killer. I thought that was I thought it was a great idea when you came up with it then. The the overlay thing that'd mm-hmm. be kind of cool. You know, do you might I don't know if you heard me say it, but I was talking about bringing back the arcade on Main Street. Yeah, and have one side be like Flynn's arcade for Tron, and the other side being like an <laughs> '80s arcade, you know, like in Wreck-It Ralph. I think that'd be pretty killer. I would too, but everyone's got video games now on their phone. Everyone's walking around with a little portable video arcade now. It's hey, look, it's... if the shooting gallery can stay around, I'm sure an arcade like that can can do it too. You know, I mean, they haven't released. I mean, they haven't released. Well, I guess they have. They released Fix It Felix for their iPads and stuff that you can play that on that phone. Yeah. Um. They but, have arcade versions of that in the park. Do they? Fixic Felix, yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it either, but I've seen them online. Yeah. Um, what about what's that? Uh, uh, Sugar Rush. Is I that, thought it was Candy Crush, but that, that must be a, a Sugar Rush. Oh, right? Sugar Rush overlay, yeah. Candy Crush. Candy God, Crush is what that. Am I uh, talking yeah. about? Yeah, that's that game everybody plays and stuff with the jewels. I've never played that. It's it's weird. You know, the only reason it's stuck in my mind is because you know every other day you get that invitation. On yeah, to play. Yeah. Play Candy Crush. And, yeah, I um, I actually played it for a little while. I just got tired of dealing with it. <laughs> really? I've never. How was it? Yeah, so it's a fun game. It's a tough game, but I get, you get on levels and it just takes forever to finish. And I was just like, you know, I, I'm done. I'm over it. You know, I enjoy it, but that's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, those are good ideas. And yeah, Disney, if you want to use them, go ahead. You know, and just give me some free tickets to the parks or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ask in return. Just pay him in free tickets. Yeah, just pay or you know, pay off my DVC loans. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. You know, whatever else. Oh, speaking of which, I had a great experience today. Uh, I was, I went to go get a massage from Whole Foods. Like awesome. You know, I, I tried to go over there, especially when my back's acting up, which it does quite yeah. often. Um, and I went over there, and I, I don't know, you never do massages, which is yeah, not I, often. I should. Yeah. I, I can't stand it when you're trying to relax and they got the soothing music and then the masseuse will not shut up. Oh, they, right, right, right. They become right. like a taxi driver. And they want to ask you, it's like, dude, I'm trying to freaking relax here. Come on. Well, the girl who's giving you a massage starts, you know, yapping away, yapping away. And you're trying to give her these little short one-word answers. Yeah. About, you know, whatever gets her back to doing her job. Well, at one point, she's talking about, you know, vacationing during Mardi Gras. Yeah. And then she segues into, oh, but... but it's nothing like going to Disney. Every year we go to Disney because I'm a DVC member. Well, next ding, thing ding, you ding, know, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> her and I are just chatting it away. I forget about having the massage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we just, it, it was a great. So she was a DVC member. She was a DVC oh, member. Killer. Home base in Saratoga Springs. Oh, that's my same home resort. That's my same home resort. <laughs> and Bay Lake. And Bay Lake. And Bay Lake. Oh. She hasn't stayed there yet. Oh, she's got to stay there. Well, she was asking me about it. Did you tell you, you had to, you got to stay there? Yes, I, I said that. <laughs> she was asking me all about it. I told her about the little top of the world place. And yeah. Watched the fireworks and everything. She was she was digging on it. So. Yeah, and apparently, if you are a DVC member, regardless of where you're staying, you can't go to that top of the world. I found out, which is actually pretty cool. At first, I, I was thinking it was just Bay Lake people, mm-hmm. but yeah, if you got your ID and stuff, then yeah, you can absolutely go up there. You mm-hmm. know, they're not usually not going to question you. As long as you got your guest. And it's not really crowded, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> I digress. Um, I was simply to say, you know, I do a podcast about Disney. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. <laughs> but Throw down the podcasting card? Yeah, I was, yeah, but then I figured the conversation would, would go well, well, well beyond what I wanted to get into. Was there a lot of people waiting for a massage? No, I don't think so. Oh, you could have gone into it. Well, your head's <laughs> down, so you can't see. So it's more like, oh, yeah, so, That's exactly okay. it. All right. So anyway. 
Hey, man. So by the time this show comes out, the new parade at Disney World, the three o'clock parade, will be out. It's supposedly it starts. Well, we're recording this on a Saturday night. And so for those that follow us on Twitter and Facebook, know that we're recording because you get, have your opportunity to ask a question or whatever else. Um, but yeah, it, tomorrow, actually, at, you know, the day after, I guess the night after, the day after uh, you spring forward, I guess. Because tonight we spring forward, we lose an hour of sleep, yeah. Um, the, Except for me, we don't have the kid tonight, so I'm sleeping through. Oh, there you go. So and you should be good to out. go. Um, so, yeah, you spring forward, and after that, you know, the first day of spring, oh, well, I guess the first day of the new time is when the 3 o'clock parade comes out of Walt Disney World. That mm-hmm. whole fe- festival of, what was it called? Festival of Fantasy? Fantasy? Yeah, Festival of Fantasy Parade. So, um, yeah, looking forward to hearing, seeing pictures of that, seeing videos of that. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people reporting on it, a lot of podcasters. Unfortunately, we're not because we're not <laughs> down there. But uh, if anyone's down there, any one of our listeners down there wants to do a field report or even shoot some pictures, a little bit of video, man, we could we'll throw it up there and totally give you credit for it, and we'll appreciate it and everything else. Um, yeah, shoot us an email at magicrway at gmail dot com, or you can shoot us a message on Twitter or on Facebook, and we'll figure out a way. We'll work some something out or whatever, you know. But yeah, we'd like to. If you're down there in the parks and you're going to go check out the parade, man, by all means, let us know. We'd love to talk about it. Love to see it, if anything. Um, love to like to see your comments on it. Looks like it's going to be a really cool parade, just based on the costumes that they've released, um, the float designs and stuff they released. It should be it should be pretty cool. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> I was like, wait, do we get new hub music? <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, since we're talking about the cruise, I figured I'd start talking about that. That, what you heard is, uh, and actually, they give you this as a CD when you, uh, after you take your cruise. Um, it's called, uh, that, that was called Welcome Aboard. So that was like Disney's horn. Mm-hmm. You know, so like when the boats, the ships and stuff uh, shoot out the harbor, you know, when they're leaving, uh, they'll play the little horn. Like Carnival just does this one toot, bomb. Mm-hmm. But Disney has When You Wish Upon a Star on that particular boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the subject of this hub is Disney Cruise Line stuff. And those that follow us on Facebook and Twitter um, knew that we were talking about this particular uh, topic and uh, gave, you all, gave you guys the opportunity to have experience with it to shoot us your uh, experiences and stuff. But anyway, I wanted to talk about this because I, as you, I mentioned earlier in the show, I'd actually um, taken a cruise during Mardi Gras week. But it wasn't a Disney cruise. It was a Carnival cruise. Mm-hmm. It was the Carnival Triumph out of Galveston. And so it got, you know, um, we stopped to Progreso, Mexico, and we stopped to Cozumel, Mexico. Those are our two main ports that we went to after we left the mainland, USA. Uh, when we got to Cozumel, though, it was, it was what, Mardi Gras Day. You know, it was, it was Cozumel. And so in, Co- in Mexico, they're preparing for their particular carnival, too. And it just so happens that us and one... T- uh, one, two, three, four, five other boats where it came into Cosmo at the same time. Uh, there was two Carnival boats. The Carnival Legend was there. There was two Royal Caribbean boats. I forgot their names. Uh, there was a Norwegian Cruise Line boat. And there was a Disney uh, Wonder okay. was there, which was actually the ship that my wife and I went on for our honeymoon back in 2007. You know? Nice. So, well, uh, you know, when I saw that boat, I was like, oh, man, such a great boat. You know, I wish I was on that boat. And my kid was like, oh, Disney Cruise, are we going on that one? I was like, no, we don't we don't change boats in the middle of our vacation. <laughs> so we're, we're on the uh, the Carnival Triumph. Um, but it got to me, th- uh, got me thinking. It's like, you know, I went on the Disney Cruise Line first. And the Disney Carnival Cruise was only the second cruise I've ever been on in my life. But, you know, because I had that initial experience, I found myself 
holding the carnival boat up to a Disney standard, mm-hmm. you know, which they really set well. So what I'm doing is I'm actually going to kind of compare my experiences on the Disney Wonder from like uh, 2007 to my experience on the Carnival Triumph seven years later um, here in 2014. Okay. okay. You think it's interesting, but it's like, you know, I, I thought it's like, yeah, it's kind of a big span, but you know, they made some improvements to the boat, to the Disney Wonder and stuff. So it might be something different. And I know they made improvements to Carnival by now, but um, speaking of which, the Carnival Triumph is the one that actually broke down in the Gulf. If you remember, it lost power, mm-hmm. caught a fire and stuff and had to be towed back to Biloxi a year ago. So that yeah. was the boat that we're on. So, That's why I never go on cruises. It seems like every other month you hear about some something like food that, yeah. poisoning disaster yeah. thing happening at sea. And, but you haven't heard on the Disney cruise ships yet. No, no. That's the one thing I've noticed. You know, they do pretty good at, good about it. But I wanted to compare that because it's like, you know, why am I, you know, that was seven years ago. Why am I still holding this to that standard? And, and it's and it's just because it's a Disney cruise line. Now, just just to get out the way, I'm I'm not paid by Disney. I'm not getting any advertising dollars from Disney. I'm not getting any av- advertising dollars from Carnival either. This is just my unbiased opinion of the two boats. You well, know? Not yet, anyway. Yeah, yeah, at least not yet. <laughs> you know, if you if you any one of those guys shoots me money or whatever vacations, I mean, by all means, I'll. I'll Kevin pay. will shill for you like this. That's no right. There you go. You know, if you happen to be Disney, even better. It just <laughs> works in line with our whole uh, product thing here that we're doing for in the podcast. But anyway, well, Disney will work for for free. There you go. Or park tickets or something park. yeah park tickets you know yes yeah, or, or hotel rooms i don't know what would, be, what would you choose hotel rooms or park tickets yeah what would you go for like lifetime let's say that i don't think they'll give you a lifetime park like hotel well, I'd, blue sky. I'd just move in <laughs> i mean that's it <laughs> well i guess they'd, they'd limit you like they'd limit you like tickets i guess like you couldn't have admission year round but you can have at least like a week's free of admission once a year Give me the tickets. I'll join the vacation club. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, anyway, that's a that's a different. That's an aside. But anyway, yeah, I, <laughs> I wanted to compare the two experiences because it's like you know I, I really enjoyed my time in the Carnival Triumph, but there's some things on the Carnival that Disney does that I just think is better. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so I kind of wanted to talk about that. And you said you haven't been on a cruise ever. No. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because my wife and I, and this was before we had kids. My wife Doesn't and I. Does a riverboat count? Ah, <laughs> eh, it could be. You know, it depends. But I'm like. Um, that's a different type of cruise, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Um, but yeah, my wife and I went on the Disney Wonder for our honeymoon. So that we were without kids. And we went on the Carnival Triumph with kids. Um, if I had a choice, I'd probably want to go on the Disney ship with my kids. I think they'd have a better in time. Um, primarily because uh, uh, of the kids areas. Okay. Now, let me set it up like this. Uh, both ships have a kids area. You know, where you can take your kids. Like ca- Carnival ships have the Camp Carnival thing set up, and Disney Cruise Line has well it has the whole Disney thing. And the second funnel, which is not even used as a real funnel stack, if you ever watch those Disney Cruise Line videos, the Disney Cruise has two funnel stacks. Uh, Maritime Law, and you, need, you only need one because mm-hmm. you know the engine's not that long. It's not as long as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they wanted a classic, the classic look of a, a ship liner, so they wanted two stacks. The second stack has the uh, funnel vision as well as the kids area. Mm-hmm. Um, I would pick the Disney Kids area, and that's an obvious choice why you would pick the two. Um, the Camp Carnival, it seemed there was a lot of kids that were enjoying Camp Carnival. You know, they're going in there, they're playing stuff and everything. But, you know, my wife, we were trying to see if the kids wanted to go do that. And my wife went in with the kids. You know, my youngest one started playing blocks and stuff, but the oldest one didn't want to stay. 
um, which for me kind of t- shoots off a little uh, 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 flag in my head. You know, usually she's uh, she's one for wanting to do stuff, but if she's I guess if she senses something she doesn't like, she doesn't she really doesn't want to stay. But you know, my wife I didn't get a chance to go in there. My wife told me that um, the funny thing about the the carnival thing. That was kind of a negative. Now, granted, this is the only carnival boat I've been on. This is one of the carnival ships that didn't get the complete makeover yet. So it could be completely different on some of the newer boats, like the Carnival Dream or the Carnival um, Breeze or something like that. Um, But anyway, you know, she said when you walked in there, you know, they didn't really greet the kids upon walking in or introduce us like, hey, how you doing? My name is so-and-so, you know, come in, play, all this kind of stuff. They didn't do that. You know, they just kind of let them go. They were doing, you know, I heard activity, but... I don't know what they were doing, you know. Um, and she also said that they tended to attend to the kids that were playing and stuff, and they didn't really attend to the kids that were crying or even try to comfort them, kind of thing. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? What is that? <laughs> you know, I don't really understand that. You know, so we never took them back. You know, so uh, we never took them back to Camp Carnival. We just kind of kept them with us. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, so I don't. You know, I, so there was that. My wife wasn't too impressed with that, so she well, didn't even want to drop her kids off. Could it be Tampa. because maybe Disney knows that they're catering more towards couples with children, whereas Carnival probably does. I mean, I know it, I don't it's know. probably like a re, more for Carnival is probably a more recent thing for them to be dealing with the whole family thing. Yeah, you know, Carnival is mostly known, I guess, for a lot of people and you know, friends, our friends included, like a more adult type ship. They have a topless know? deck. Yeah, they have a top. Our our particular ship didn't, um, but uh, the, the newer ships do. They have the top. You had to the keep your shirt deck. on the whole time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I did, and that, that was not out of you know wanting to. They just said, "No, you should keep your shirt on." Uh, but no, it's <laughs> no, not really. I joke. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just did the Disney Cruise Line have a topless deck? No, they don't. I guess it could be, but you know, you know, it's funny. I but would love to see the theming of the Disney topless deck. <laughs> that'd be like the naughty Disney thing on yeah. Facebook. You know, that'd be pretty killer. Um, but anyway, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, I think Disney knows how to just cater to the whole family experience. I mean, I guess they were one of the more uh, they they've been they've had more experience with it on land can than I do most like of the other little, boats. Can I do a little imagineering. Yeah, sure, go I, for I, it. I'm thinking something really classy, almost like Playboy, where like you know, like the, the, like the this is the Disney like they have like the the like this is a Disney topless deck. Oh, okay, okay, go. Like ahead. you know how like, how you go to a like a, a Disney pool like over at. Um, Let's say one of the All Star hotels, like yeah. All Star Music, something like that. You have all the this. What do you? Not, they're not statues. Statues are made of stone and granite. But I mean, like, was it? What are the? Uh, anyway, they got the princesses over there. But like, in they're topless, but they're like you know, like their arms are folded in such a. So subtle you don't really way. see anything. Yeah, it's more you like don't a see tease. anything. Yeah, because yeah, it's Disney. It's classy. It's Burlesque-esque. Yeah. yeah. Burlesque-like. So you you know they're topless, but they're they're just they're posing in such a way to where you can't see. Right. Right. Anything and and, and so keep it cl- like think like Playboy kind of. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. 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 Not not completely overt with the goods, but yeah. It's just kind of things, and so you can't you, know. you can't show any any nipple or anything like that. But I mean, yeah. you know, like I, I think it could do a little suggestive brisket. I don't, you'll never see it, but uh, you know. But yeah, I bet you Disney could, and this will lead to my next point. I bet you Disney could pull it off like that because mm-hmm. they, I think they do a better job of separating the different experiences. Mm-hmm. Like on Disney, there's they, they they go and they do this on their private island too, Castaway Cay, and they have different zones. 
Mm-hmm. They, had, they had the family zone for in, infants and toddlers and young ones and for whole families to swim. They have the teen pool uh, where you could, where just teens are allowed. And they have the adult pool where just adults are allowed. And they enforce that. You know, they have signs and the cast members saying, and you think that's anti-Disney and you want something whole family. But yeah, it, I guess the, the vessel itself is something for the whole family to enjoy mm-hmm. where the adults can just escape and be adults. Uh, the teens can escape and just be teens, you mm-hmm. know, which anyway, I guess I don't know this yet. But from what I hear, like the parents of teens are like, yeah, you kind of want them to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you have the whole family pools, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of jumping the gun. And I should have prefaced this by saying that Disney has four pools mm-hmm. and three of the pools are used by the public. And one pool is actually used just for the crew, which I thought was kind of classy. And that's the pool at the front of the boat. <laughs> you know, it's kind of cool. So they do that. Wait, the, the pool at the very front of the boat? Yeah. The one that you, the, the most prominent? No, it's actually well. It's the most visible because it's the front of the boat. Yeah, um, but it's just that, for the crew. It's just yeah, it's a small pool though, but it's it's oh. just for the crew. So if you look Maybe at the pictures, there's like else. a yeah, there's a little hole, and you'll see the pool uh, the pool in front of the, uh, I guess the captain bridge. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a crew pool. That's just for them, you know, for them to relax when their days off and stuff like that. Except you're doing it right under the captain's bridge where he's like looking right in. Yeah, on I know. It. I thought that was kind of creepy because yes. like if the captain sees like, ooh, I like that crew member, mm-hmm. you know, I want to see you in the bikini. <laughs> you know, you can just kind of look down. <laughs> Not that I don't know if he'd be a creeper like that, but I digress. Do we, we have to slap an explicit tag on this episode? <laughs> I don't know. I've stopped short a couple of times. <laughs> can, because I put, can I put? Can I, I put could really have some fun imagining that topless tag. Maybe I'll make it like like mature or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, I think we're all right. You could probably just edit that out. No, that's okay. I want to keep it because that's you know, it just like the Disney Cruise Lines. You know, part of our show is gonna be for the adults, part of for the teens, and part of for the families and toddlers and stuff. Well, they have had moments. I mean, we'd have to. I'd have to look through to see. But I mean, they've had moments in, in Disney films. Like I remember Little Mermaid, where it was suggestive nudity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I mean, that's all I'm talking about. Listen. Oh, that's what we're doing. That's what yeah. we're doing. Um, we're being suggestive. So anyway, so Disney probably could, like I said, Disney could probably pull it off because they really do enforce those different zones. Um, on the carnival ship, um, on the carnival ship, they have what was supposed to be like an adult area, but um, they, I didn't notice it really, really enforced. You know, it's like I, I still, it was like a little part in the back of the boat where they had a pool. They had a jacuzzi and, you know, adults were supposed to be just there, but there wasn't any really sign. I mean, granted, this is an older boat, so it didn't really have the, what they call the serenity deck, where it's really just for adults. Um, so I, you know, I guess we didn't really expect that, but yeah, there were still young people all over the boat and you knew they were there. I remember on the Disney cruise, there wasn't that, I mean, there were kids there and you knew there were families there, but when I was on my honeymoon, I didn't, it wasn't really overt. I didn't really notice the the large amount of excuse me kids on that particular boat you know so it wasn't really uh, as as bad a thing you know everybody thinks oh disney cruise you got a lot of the kids and stuff you got to deal with that kind of thing you don't really can't really be adult i i I disagree man um i think you can be totally an adult you know and, and granted yeah i'm a disney fan so i may be a little biased um but you know i i like ships cruise ships in general you know um, and I, and this is my first carnival cruise, so I really wanted to enjoy it. I gave it a, a fair shot. Uh, but I just noticed there's just some things that were just not of the same, uh, I guess, quality level as what a Disney ship. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the price point kind of shows it, you know, you they have price points on carnival starting at four ninety nine, and then on Disney cruise, you got price points starting at a thousand grand something, whatever, at least, you know, maybe the cheapest being eight ninety nine, but I don't think they ever go that cheap. Um, for a particular stateroom, 
All right, so um, as far as quality goes on the ships, one thing that I noticed in me being an entertainment kind of guy, I noticed the entertainment. I went to go see a, a few of the shows on a carnival, uh, Triumph, you know, and um, those shows, and this is, of course, Disney's an entertainment company, so it'd be kind of hard to compete with them on that. But I would hope uh, if they're advertising like Broadway style, I guess Broadway style, maybe they didn't advertise Broadway quality <laughs> type shows, maybe a little different. Um uh, that's kind of where I saw a big difference in the two ship, in the two companies, you know. Disney's shows, I mean, they're really polished. You know, they're about as polished as what you'd see Lion King on Broadway, as, as maybe as polished as the shows that you'd see in the parks. You know, they're an entertainment company. They know how to do it. When I saw the shows on the Carnival Triumph, it was the first time I actually thought to myself, you know, when I hear people say, um, wow, you're, you're no good. You're just so cruise ship. You know, as like almost like a derogatory manner. People it, say that to one another. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard it's like yeah, that. Yeah, you're 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 act. You're just you're you're good for cruise ships, and that's pretty much it. You wow, know, I've heard those things. Yeah. You've heard them actually I've say heard to people, somebody. Yes, yes, I've heard that. Did that before. person cry afterwards? Oh yeah, they're very upset. You know. Oh my god! In what context? Like an audition? Or? Yeah. Um. What was it? Uh, I can't remember what it was. How cruel! I guess was it was an audition or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was an audition if I remember correctly. This was a while back. But that was the first time that I actually saw what they meant, you know, not and not knocking the people that are in the shows on that particular boat, um, you know, the carnival boats. I mean, I know they're working hard or whatever else, but I guess they're not being held to the same quality of polish that the Disney entertainers are. You know, I was watching. I don't know how long they rehearse on the carnival stuff, entertainment things, but I don't think it's nearly as long as the ones on Disney. I was watching a Disney thing on Destination America the other night about the Disney Cruise Line, and they say uh, they work on their shows for about two years. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm pretty sure the carnival shows don't they don't go to that degree. And this is why I notice, um, as far as dancers, when you see dancers doing the same kind of movements, mm-hmm. they should move the exact same way at the same time. Yeah. Right. Choreographed. Yeah. yeah. Can't choreograph. Yeah. And there's a bunch of times I was like, I turned to my wife. I was like, Why? Why aren't they together? Why aren't they just? They should be kicking together at the same height. They, you know, it, it, that seems like it's such a simple thing to fix. I mean, you watch shows like, so you think he can dance, or you know, a, a celebrity dance thing, or whatever, and you see that uh, they're being held there. It's like, you know, surely that's a thing. You know, people must notice that. Or I guess it's, it doesn't really. It's not a big a deal to those to them, the people running those particular shows. It is for other uh, companies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, yeah. It, like on a Disney Cruise Line, and I've seen you know a lot of the videos. Of, I mean, a lot of the the inter- stage entertainment they do is basically telling the story of like Aladdin. Yeah, that was one that they did. Um, they had the Golden Mickey's was one of their more popular shows. It's been I think I think it's still running on a lot of the, on a few of the boats still. Yeah, I, so, yeah. You know, when it comes to entertainment, you, you're going to get the Disney characters, and, right? Or you know, whether it's going to be a stage show or is it actually going to yeah. use the. Um, the actual shows and stuff. Like, well, not the actual shows, but the, the costumes. Like oh, the, the costumes, actual, yeah, yeah, yeah. The actual walk-around Mickey kind of costumes. Yeah. Uh, wasn't that the incorporated... What does what a carnival uh, show consist of? I mean, just dance girls? Or what yeah, there's. they do Vegas-type shows. Where, at least this particular boat, that's what they push. So, but even in Vegas, though, the shows are still quality. You know, they have dance girls doing... They have the dance choreographed dance routines. Usually have a couple of singers singing, you know. And the singers, they were okay. I wouldn't say they were top-notch quality. Uh, but they were they were they were just okay, and you know the sound in the the theater was kind of weird, you know. I it, it, I thought the mix was kind of hard to hear the, some of the singers, and I may I started thinking, well, maybe there's a reason for that. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know. 
Um, maybe they're just trying to cover some mistakes or in, in, in inadequacies of their actual singers that they have on the on, the, on those particular shows. Um, they don't do like plays like a, you know here on Carnival we're doing Death of a Salesman. No, they don't do <laughs> some, anything. Like they had a, no. I saw a magic show. I saw this thing about a tour around the world. So it was a bunch of like dance numbers, song and dance numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, depicting different areas of the world, like they had a, a whole number with China, for China, a whole number about Japan, whole number about the islands. They had a whole number about New Orleans, speaking of, which was kind of funny. Um, they had a whole New Orleans number. They had a whole New Orleans show called The Big Easy and stuff, like a Mardi Gras show. They did got kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but you, even still, it's just like every one of those shows, it, it's like a Vegas type number uh, or like a song and dance, a bunch of song and dance production numbers like in a Broadway show. Okay. Um, but yeah, Broadway style, yeah, I would say so. Broadway quality, probably not. Can they be? Yeah, sure. You know, if they get somebody in charge that really wants to clean up the entertainment, they could have a really... I mean, those shows, uh, if they were better... I mean, now granted, to me, I got a different eye than your average Joe because I'm in the business, and so I see things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, I would think like the average Joe would notice things like legs not moving the same way. You know, <laughs> it's it's almost distracting to me, at least. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, you, you kind of see it as like, it's, it, uh, was that a ripple? It, I, don't, I, I don't know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, I just see a bunch of girls and, and scantily clad girls just kind of dancing around, and that's good enough for me, I guess. Um, but what yeah, well, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, what about the food quality? How, was the, uh, how did the food quality uh, I'll go to that next, but I'll give, uh, back to the entertainment real quick, I'll give one props to Carnival in that they actually use live musicians for their shows. You know, they had a pit on that in the front of that stage that housed, you know, they had like, a, a, what was it? I think a seven piece band that did all the music for the dance girls and stuff. So I'll give them props at Disney. They use pre recorded stuff. Uh, um, yeah. So it sounds good, of course, but it's not live musicians. So what does that, Disney have against live musicians? It's just cheaper to record <laughs> once, pay them once, and send them out the door and then use it over and over and over again. You know, I guarantee the guys that record it don't really get royalties on that. You know, I'm saying the, the, the poor they... band with Dancing with the Stars. Maybe they'll go ro- work on the cruise ships now. Eh, maybe they should. They could. Maybe they'll prove the quality or something or other. But yeah, I'll give Carnival that. They use live musicians all over the ship. And I, and I, that's one of the major ups of being on that boat was I got to see a lot of music. It was great. They had country band. Mm-hmm. They had a country solo artist. They had this one little, they looked like a little Filipino, old Filipino dude that sang a bunch of old country songs like Johnny Cash and all, you know, all these old artists and stuff. That was neat. They had a Latin band one night that was playing in the bar. I thought that was cool. Uh, the Carnival Triumph Orchestra was just awesome. They were all over the boat. They went to the comedy club. They went to, uh, they played in the casino. You know, they did like a Motown thing in the casino. And they, of course, they accompanied all the shows. I'm like, what a great gig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I'll give them that. Actually, that's a big point for Carnival in that respect. Um, but the other point goes to Disney for as far as quality of entertainment. Yeah. Now, food, uh, you know, hands down, you know, I'll, I'll give it to Disney. They know how to do food. Carnival, you know, you know, they're more buffet style, right? Well, they both have buffets. Like they have both, uh, both ships have a buffet thing. Okay. And then they also have their dining rooms. Their formal dining rooms are where you have dinner usually, sit down dinners. Order uh, off a menu. Order, order off a menu. menu. Yeah, all inclusive. Uh, Carnival was kind of cool. They had one menu. The left side didn't change the entire vacation. Mm-hmm. It was more like a lot of comfort food stuff. So like shrimp cocktails if you wanted a steak or like a chicken or something like that. Something that was more comforting. And then the right side, they had something that changed every night, you okay. know, which is actually pretty cool. So if you want to try something different, like one night the appetizer was they had a whole what you call a did you ever 
section of the appetizer, like one night was like escargot. Did you ever try escargot? That's nice. And so you had that option. Did you ever try sushi? Uh, of course, I jumped into sushi. I love sushi. <laughs> and they had alligator. I was like, I didn't get alligator because I can get alligator at home. <laughs> you know, I didn't really deal about that. I forgot what the last night was. What the what the did you ever was? Um, I can't remember what it was. Now that I think about it. No, I don't know what it is. But anyway, uh, so that side changed. So that was pretty cool. Disney, of course, does a rotational dining. Um, Carnival has two dining rooms. You know, they had the London and Paris on that particular boat. And you ate in the same dining room every night. You know, you had the same wait staff and they knew you by name. Disney's the same kind of thing. You have the same wait staff, but you do change dining rooms. And if I remember correctly, uh, that the Disney Wonder had three dining rooms that you could rotate around through. Animators Pal, they had something that was like, I can't remember the names of the different things back in the time. But the same wait staff followed you through each of those dining rooms. So it was kind of like uh, the Carnival Boat, but you didn't go to the same uh, restaurant each and every time. Now, the Carnival's thing, the table that we happened to sit at, we were right at the back of the boat. You know, our window, when we looked out, there was the ocean going past us. You could see the, the churned water from the, from the engines. Mm-hmm. So that, and, you could, so, and at the right angle, you could see the sunset when it wasn't cloudy. There was a lot of cloudiness when we were on the Gulf. Um, but that was, that was just an awesome sight. So I didn't mind sitting in that dining room each and every night. And then, you know, the waiters would do some little entertainment. Like one night they sang to us, and the, another night they all danced. Um, and then they actually did on the last night they did both they sang and danced <laughs> you know uh so they're kind of limited in what the waiters could do but it was it was still pretty cool that they did that mm-hmm. uh disney ship of course each and every restaurant they do something different you know, animators palette you know they they get all the colors and stuff and that was really cool the other things you know they had like a, i guess a little conga line for some of the other restaurants it was pretty neat you know um but food wise i remember my wife saying it's like she told me we we're talking about the food and it's like um, I said, how you join it? And she's just like, you know, there wasn't really anything that just made me go, wow, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember on the Disney cruise, uh, and this wasn't like honeymoon hangover kind of a thing, but there was a lot of food that they served that was just amazing. You know, if you think about the, the sit down food quality in the parks, you know, it's just as good, if not better on the boat as it is in the parks. I mean, it's really, really good stuff. And there was a lot of food that I remember on the Disney ship and this was seven years ago. So I'm sure it's just as good, if not better now especially now that they have two more boats uh, in, in their fleet, uh, where the food is just amazing you See, know, yeah, compared was, to Carnival. I was talking, and, and this might be something we, we should do in a, on a future show. I was talking yeah. to the lady, the masseuse today, and we are talking about Disney, Disney dining. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that we were saying is that the, the dining in the parks, like the restaurants in the parks, I've always found them to be subpar to the restaurants in the resorts. Oh, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, you know, when you talk about park dining, like, Every once in a while, you go to like I've been to um, uh, Beauty and the Beast restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Tony's Town Square, a couple of different ones, and it, you know it's been okay. But you know it's kind of hit and miss. Sometimes you have a really great experience, sometimes right. it's just like yeah, it was all right. And when you're paying top dollar, you expect to have a phenomenal experience every single time. Right. But every every um, every single restaurant that I can think of that I ate that was like a resort or like say like uh, like the Flying Fish on the mm-hmm. Boardwalk or something. Yeah. I mean. Excellent food. Just yeah. excellent food. Yeah, I believe that. And so in that respect, I would say that the food on the ship is about quality of the hotel mm-hmm. sit-downs, if not better. Okay. You know, it's, it's uh, So it's that kind of food. I mean, it's just stuff that when they put, your, put it in front of your face after you order it, 
Um, you take a bite of it, it's just like, oh my god, this is amazing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the stuff on the carnival boat, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was okay. I, I liked it. There wasn't anything, and I agree with my wife. There wasn't anything that really popped out. It was just like, oh my god, I gotta have more of this. You know, um, on the Disney boat, I remember there was like times where it was like, God, I want to have more than one entree, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I really shouldn't. You know, <laughs> I really want to try a little bit of everything. You know, mm-hmm. um, now there's a couple of things on the carnival boat that I will give props to. They're just amazing. Um, they had. Um, of course, you had the buffets and you had the sit-down restaurants, but you also had these two little, I guess, counter service type things that are right by the pool. One of them was called Guy's Burgers, and Guy meaning Guy Fieri. Mm-hmm. So it was his recipe burgers and the style of cooking and the way you do the French fries, and he had a toppings bar, uh, in, you know, similar to uh, Pecos Bill. Mm-hmm. So it was actually really, really cool. You know, that those burgers were unbelievable. So if you happen to go on a carnival cruise and you happen to have Guy's Burgers on it, Definitely go to that. I highly <laughs> recommend it. Amazing burgers. I mean, they were perfect. They weren't overcooked. They weren't dry. You know, cooked just like... And there's a video of Guy Fieri talking about how he does his burgers right next to it on the restaurant. So you could sit here and talk about what he's talking about. You know, you can see what he's talking about, about how he cooks his burgers. And the guys that are serving it are doing the exact same way, you know. And then when you eat it, it's just amazing. The toppings are amazing. You know, caramelized onions, mushrooms, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Just unbelievable burgers. Um, not all carnival ships have that. But my boat it happened to have it, and I was very happy about it. <laughs> they also have another little Mexican joint called the Blue Iguana. Okay. And the Huevos Ranchero, on that just freaking amazing you know um that great great little meal there that you can get at that counter service and it's actually on the other side of the boat from where guys burgers is um they had breakfast they did breakfast so the breakfast burritos were amazing the breakfast tacos were amazing at lunch the exact same thing you can make your own burrito put, pick whatever meat you want cheeses vegetables with this that and the other salsas uh, the tacos were the exact same thing. You could choose uh, chicken, beef, or fish, or have all three. And then they, they also had a toppings bar where you could pick your own, I guess, level of fire for the salsa or different toppings like cilantro or pico de gallo or lettuce, tomato, uh, uh, creme fraiche, um, <laughs> which I love saying, creme fraiche, <laughs> and uh, sour cream or whatever else that you want to put Park. in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that, those two places on Carnival, which you know Disney doesn't have, but um, but I'll give those points to the Carnival on that one because it's just those two places are just unbelievable. And of course, the drinks on the Carnival boat are great. You know, I don't remember the drinks so much on the Disney boat because I don't think I drank as much as I did on this particular boat. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, this boat's you know it's it's a party boat from what I think. Carnival is, is more or less le- leaning towards yeah, it still leans towards the adults more so. They do cater to some kids stuff. Like I, uh, when we were in Cozumel, they had the Carnival Legend that uh, that parked next to us, and they had the newer upper deck, what they call the Lido deck, which mm-hmm. has all the pools and the restaurants and the buffet and the fun. And they had a complete water park on the front of their boat, you know, for the kids, and it was just amazing. You know, um, I was like, wow, my kid would. Absolutely enjoyed that. We just had a little water slide <laughs> for us and a bunch of jacuzzis. Um, but, you know, unlike the Carnival Legend, we had a DJ on our boat. We had Funnel Vision and we had a DJ and he was pumping music a lot. It was a lot of fun. You know, it was nice. The Carnival Legend didn't. <laughs> I felt bad for him. It was funny because we had to get back. Uh, uh, my boat, the Triumph, happened to pull off before the Legend did. And so we're part like right next to each other. And so our DJ was doing the sail away party and all the people in the carnival legend were lined up on their railings, listening to our party. You know, <laughs> the DJ was calling out for them to sing. And I was like, Oh, let me see. And I know this because like I was sitting by the pool in the lounge chair, uh, I was sipping a drink, you know, 
the kids were playing in the pool and stuff or whatever else. And so I was like, I wonder if they're really responding, you know? So I walk up and I look over and there they are all lined up on the, on the railing. <laughs> I was like, Oh, those poor people don't have a DJ. Aww. You know, I was like, Oh, they're listening to our DJ. And then our boat started pulling off. I was like, Oh, their party's over. <laughs> you know, we still have the DJ, you know? So that was pretty, pretty cool. And you know, in that respect, I think that's a push with Disney. Disney does the same kind of thing. Um, but they have in their, you know, for their sail away parties, they have a little stage and the characters come out, sing and dance. They have a DJ and, and what's cool about it is it's almost the same area. Uh, it's in the middle of the boat, okay? Uh, mid The midsection of the boat, and they have a pool. Disney, they can cover their pool and make more floor space for the big parties that they have, like the Sail Away Party and the mm-hmm. Pirate Party that they have. Um, Carnival, you can't really do that, so you're kind of a little bit crowded there, but still, it's the same vibe, you know, uh, happens. It's, it's a really fun party atmosphere when you're sailing away. Um and I, I guess when it, when it comes down to it between the two ships, um, yeah, I'm going to pick the Disney boat only because all the details, all the little pluses that they mm-hmm. put into their boat. Yeah. Um, Carnival's boat was great. It was clean. There, I, I never had any issues with it. Um, so yeah, some, uh, I was on an older boat, so some of the stuff was a little bit run down. Um, uh, but it was never dirty. You know, I'll, I'll give them that. It was never, and the only reason, the only dirt that I've seen is people just dropping their fries on the stairs or something stupid <laughs> like that and not cleaning it up. But they're usually pretty quick. The crew on that boat was really qu- uh, quick to, uh, um, to clean up stuff. Um, just like the Disney boat, you know, and, and, but the Disney boat, as far as decorations, all the little detailing and stuff, I mean, you pay a higher price for the boat, but I mean, when you go onto that boat, it's just, uh, you know, you can tell it's a quality that's totally different of a higher quality than what Carnival does that puts out, you know, both Carnival's a good time, both great ships, just convenient for me. For us, I guess, because they do have a carnival ship that leaves out of the port of New Orleans. Disney does not do that, so it's a little more expensive for us to get to. Yeah. Um, but it's just, uh, you know, as far as quality, just great, you know. Um, you want a fun getaway, Carnival's just as good, you know. It's not it's not going to be as high quality if you've been on a Disney boat first, then you go to that. It's going to be a little bit of a letdown, but it's not going to be a bad letdown, you know. And as far as entertainment, unless you're, you're a guy like me that really has an eye for that stuff, you may not be even effect, affected by it, you know. Um, so it might not be – it might that might be a push for you as far as comparisons go. Um, but for me, you know, it's, I like to see a, a higher quality, you know. I like to see that, uh, you know, because I know those dancers could probably be pushed to a higher level than what they're doing at the moment, you know. They're just – that that's what they're accepting and that's what they like and that's what they that's what whoever's running the show is is content with you know whereas you know Disney's always pushing the envelope they want to get it better what can they do to make it better what can they do to plus it you know they're always trying to push themselves to that level you know and it shows and it shows in everything that they do you know um of course yeah if i had to take my family on a cruise ship i would want to take them on a disney boat <laughs> you know and if it was just you and your wife if it's just me and my wife i you know i could go either way mm-hmm. you know i'd probably still pick the disney boat just because uh, you know i like to eat you know and your I'd, wife would slap you if you go into the sl- uh, topless deck right oh yeah well i go with I, yeah you probably so but you know <laughs> Uh, but, you know, if it was just me and my wife, we, we could probably enjoy ourselves. But still, you know, I mean, my wife and I, I guess we're kind of foodie-ish. You know, we like good stuff, you know, and we're both musicians, artists. So we, 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 we like to see things that are high quality because they can be. Mm-hmm. You just need the right people in charge to put them in that position to do so, you know. So, um, 
yeah, did I have a good time on Carnival of Triumph? Absolutely. I enjoyed it. It was good. You know, um, did it have all the bells? Was it anything compared to a Disney experience? Of course not. It's just because it's Disney. Disney knows how, has a history of entertaining people. They know how to do it, whether it's on land and sea. I was about to say air, but, you know, I'm surprised <laughs> they haven't gone to that respect yet. You know, Disney Airlines or something, you know. Um I don't know what they do with that. Maybe a blimp. <laughs> maybe you could, maybe you could have a cruise, a blimp cruise or yeah, something. Characters you know? in flight. <laughs> yeah, characters. That's about it. You know, which they could totally turn into an up thing, which I'd mentioned in the last episode. That was a great but, idea know. too. Um, but anyway, yeah. I, if I if I if I could pick a cruise, like I know next year we're probably going on a different, uh, a more modern carnival boat because we're doing our lordy lordy we're 40 cruise you know for all with all our friends and stuff and so i believe the carnival dreams coming out of new orleans we'll probably hop on that boat so i'll probably do another review and see how that holds um just because disney was my first boat i know i'm gonna hold that to the disney standard and see what happens like disney's my gold standard for cruise ships you know and so i'd like to try like norwegian or a royal caribbean just to see how they do you know um Oh, uh, and as far as like nightlife, you know, Carnival does a great job. They have the dance clubs, the comedy clubs, you know, the adult comedy clubs, you know, all these different bars and stuff. Um, Disney's the exact same way, believe it or not. They have adults areas, clubs, you know, dance clubs, comedy clubs, this, that, and that, just for adults. And they do enforce that, you know. Uh, if you're not if you're not over 18, you can't be in there, you know. Um, there's no casino on the Disney boat. There's a casino on the Carnival boat, you know, which I'm okay with. I, I didn't really spend a lot of time in a casino. Yeah, I would be. I, I, I wouldn't. I didn't really. I just. I think I might have done it at night just to pass some time. You know, if I was waiting for something. Yeah. So even if I was hanging around in a casino, I was just. You know, I, I probably. Play, I wouldn't really play the slots or like any craps games or uh, blackjack. I probably. I played this thing called the Cash Cube, which is basically like you know you have this little. It's almost like the crane game, but it's like you put a dollar in and you, and they have these little slots that you you have to you know try to get your key in the slot. So that you knock down a prize off the wall or something like that. And so that's what I played a lot most of the time <laughs> on those particular boats. Um, but anyway, yeah, no casino needed. But with Disney, I guess part of the price is built in. You get you get a trip to their own private island as one of their ports. Every Disney cruise uh, ends with a trip to their private island, Castaway Key in the Bahamas. And, you know, the same, you know, the same thing applies on that island. Everything's all inclusive, just like on the boat. You know, so when you go over there and you go eat, they have a restaurant barbecue joint there. Last time I was there, amazing barbecue. You don't have to pay a cent extra like you would in the regular ports like Nassau or Cozumel or Progresso. Just for alcohol though, right? Yeah, just for alcohol, just like on a boat. But everything, food, all-inclusive, sodas, juices, whatever. Doesn't really matter, you know. Um, you can eat as much as you want, eat as little as you want, and it's it's all free. And they have different beaches, different zone beaches. One's just an adult beach, which is completely away from all the other beaches. And then you have the team beaches, and then you have the toddlers, family beaches kind of thing. So um, that's, I guess, part if part of the price you could think of is that you're actually paying for that too, that privilege to go on that particular island, which no other uh, boat has, a car, cruise line has. And you also get fireworks on the cruise, which is Disney's the only one that gets fireworks. So there's a lot of things that are built into the price that are different that make a Disney a, little bit more, a bit more expensive than a Carnival cruise. Carnival is probably more uh, accessible to everybody because they're pretty much everywhere, a lot of different ports. If I had to uh, compare the two, I would say Disney's like their parks, whereas Carnival is kind of like Six Flags. You know, they're both popular uh, uh, amusement ventures. Um, but uh, uh, Six Flags parks are a little bit more accessible to um, 
um, to everybody else around the country. Whereas Disney's, you know, if you happen to be, if the boat happens to be in your particular port close to you, or you can get to a port where Disney's at, it's, it, you know, it, you know, it, it's just how it is, I guess. Limited, limited ports of call, I would say, of, of embarkation kind of thing, you know. Um, so yeah, there's, there's kind of my take on the two ships, you know, the carnival, my carnival experience, uh, Disney experience. Granted, this, this has only been my second cruise. I've only been on one boat, the Disney Wonder, one boat, the Disney Triumph. Next year, I know we're going on a different boat, so maybe I'll revisit this topic again and see. You know, you're on a Disney boat next week, next year. No, I'm uh, not Disney boat, carnival boat next year. I was going to say, yeah, sorry. Yeah. We're taking a carnival dream out of New Orleans next year, hopefully. Um, so yeah, like it might be, that's a newer boat. So we might, you know, we might have a totally different experience. You know, I hope so. I'd like to see a totally different experience, you know, um, just cause I know just the quality that can be there. I know Disney's always going to be good, but I also like to know that something that's in my backyard and it's accessible to me is just as good. Um, it doesn't have to be as good because I'll never let it be <laughs> just because of me. Uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much my take on my experiences uh, from a cruise in 2007 to a cruise this year. Um, like I said, I'm not paid by Disney. I'm not paid by Carnival. I did enjoy my time on the Triumph. I'm not knocking anything that they do. I Just a friendly little uh, uh, comparison contrast between somebody that's been on both of those boats. And so you as a listener, if you had a opportunity to do a, go on uh, different cruise lines you know shoot us an email let me know what your experience was like should make or make a little recording you know you could do a little field report of your experiences on the two different ships maybe it's like my ideas or maybe you had a totally different view on it you know that's fine i have no i'd love to hear what everybody else everybody else's experience are so um magic at gmail.com all right man so that was a that was a that was a that was a bit of a long show. <laughs> really, yeah, it was a lot, yeah. a lot longer than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. I thought we were going to keep this an hour, but we're definitely over an hour, maybe like an hour and twenty, hour and a, so like that. Uh, but yeah, I just had a lot of stuff I wanted to get off my chest as regards to uh, uh, Disney cruising versus Carnival cruising, you know. And I f- it was just funny because. Uh, the minute you know I started experiencing the stuff on the Carnival cruise, it, that stuff just started popping into my head. It's like, oh man, Disney did that better. It's like, oh man, Disney did that better. It's like, oh, okay, Carnival gets this. <laughs> so I figured, you know, I wanted the minute I got back, and I got back last Thursday. I really wanted to talk about the show, <laughs> talk about this on the show. So I was ready to go for this week, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but anyway, I guess I'll do my spiel. If you got, if you got anything, comments, suggestions, topics, whatever. Shoot us an email at magic, uh, magicourway at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, whatever you, Wherever you download our show, whether it be Stitcher or iTunes or Blueberry, whatever, uh, if you can leave us a rating, leave us a rating. If you can uh, leave us a review, please leave us a review, um, especially if you like the show. You know, Let people know, you know that you like the show and stuff. Leave us a good rating. Uh, if you don't like the show, I mean, don't worry about it. You don't have to do that, you know. Uh, just, just just, leave it alone. Save yourselves the trouble. Yeah, save yourselves the trouble, you know. Uh, but, yeah, if you do enjoy the show, do tell your friends and stuff, you know, because we, we, we're trying to uh, – we're, we're, I guess we're going on show 50 soon, come here in the summer, and we're going to reach two years in, uh, two dedicated years in. And so we really want to get a reach out and start really uh, delivering – 
doing some more with this podcast and and so of course a lot of that takes money so <laughs> um so hopefully we'll get the subscribership up and so we're able to get some money to even um i'm just running the show in and of itself because like i said we do this out the out of our hearts because we love disney stuff uh, amusement things and so forth and so we want to um uh, really want to talk about it and this is a really good I know it's a good fix for me to talk Disney at least once a week um, be, because I, I get the itch a lot <laughs> you know <laughs> like all these destination in America things that have been coming on like on, on, on the cable networks and stuff it's just giving me the itch to want to go back like I want to go back now <laughs> but I should wait my wife and I were talking today over over lunch about you know what what we're going to be doing in Disneyland Paris and we were oh, really? out of rides and oh going that's awesome everything. so yeah we're we've got the bug and you know have you got any books like tour books or anything regarding Disneyland Paris and stuff no because I wonder if they have Fast Pass over there do they have Fast Pass I don't know I don't know there's one book that's like a behind the scenes building kind of thing of, yeah of, of Disneyland Paris I'd love to get that you know it's a bit of an expensive book and I'll I'll get it eventually. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't gotten any of the tour guide because I mean, I mean, you know, really uh, spoke the, yeah. the hub and spoke of the wheel goes off into the land. Yeah, it's I pretty think, much the same. I, yeah. I think I'm pretty good. You know, as long as I have a map in my hand, I'll be good. But you know, yeah. I'm, I might, who knows? I'd be curious to see. I might have to pick up an unofficial guide. I, mean, I think they got one from Disneyland Paris just to see. Mm-hmm. Um, cause if they didn't have fast pass, it'd be great to see what it's like. It's almost like your insight into touring the parks before Fast Pass. Yeah. To see how it is. I mean, granted, I don't know what kind of attendance Disneyland Paris has over the ones over here stateside. It could be completely different where they don't need Fast Pass. Mm-hmm. But I mean, who knows? You know, who? I guess I guess we'll find out. But yeah. um, anyway, I guess I've yapped on. All right, so we have no Facebook or Twitter questions and stuff for this week. So we'll go. They ahead. always come in right after we. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Usually they'll come in after. And if you happen to get our thing late and you want to send a question, go for it. We'll just put it on next week's show. No big deal. Um, but anyway, uh, that is magic our way for this week. My name is Kevin, and I'm Danny. Uh, magic out. I left that in as like a blooper after last week's show. <laughs>